answering your questions on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. And now your hosts, Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Well, hi there, and welcome to The Spirit World. I am Debbie Giorgiani with co-host, religious demonologist Adam Bly. And we're going to ask you to sit back and listen and learn today because uh, no calls. We have a special exclusive interview with an amazing guest that is a friend of The Spirit World, Father Darren Merlino. He's been on The Spirit World before talking about films, and today he's going to do exactly that with faith and film because there there have been a lot of Christian-based films coming out recently, and we want to talk all about them, what's good, what's not so good, what to stay away from, and what to actually go and see with your family. But before we begin, Adam, we always start with the St. Michael prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, a prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. So let's go right into um, our interview with our uh, friend of the spirit world. He is such an expert in this area, and we, we so appreciate that he's making time for our spirit world listeners and followers. And Father Darren Merlino is a Claritian missionary priest living in L.A. He's in full-time media ministry, and he was the theological consultant on the hit film Nefarious. And this is what he does. Um, he is he's a wonderful priest in in the uh, in the L.A. area, and he, he, you probably have seen him at some of the parishes there. And so uh, Arizona definitely loves him. He was a pastor here for many years. He's a uh, speaker, an author, um, a radio host. I mean, you name it. He he has done so much in his in his um, his priestly um, ministry work. And I, I'll tell you, uh, Father Darren. This is such a treat for our Spirit World listeners. So with that, welcome, Father Darren, to the Spirit World. Thank you so much. I'm just uh, really happy to be here. And uh, we've been friends for a long time, and I just look forward to saying whatever the Lord Holy Spirit wants us to say. Well, we've got a lot of questions planned for you because with Cabrini coming out and with um, the past films like Father Stew and The Pope's Exorcist and Padre Pio and and um, Nefarious and other films, so there's Christian-based films, there's certain TV shows, there's series, there's all sorts of things. And Adam and I are committed to a solid catechesis for our spirit world listeners to be able to uh, really discern what are the proper th- uh, forms of entertainment they should they should go and view. And so, Adam, I'll let you start with questions for Father Darren Merlino. Sure, Deb. So, yeah, it's nice to talk with you again, Father, for sure. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm interested in in this work that you're doing in the consulting on various projects. I've, you know, been aware of projects in Hollywood and approached by producers a lot to, you know, them wanting access to information or access to exorcisms, which, of course, that's not allowed, you know, and nor would it be ethical even. It's just a bad idea all around. Um, but Hollywood is always interested in kind of finding a way to exploit the Christian, the Catholic Christian spirituality and worldview because it gets people's attention. And over the years, I've not only seen movies and TV shows that have poor catechesis, but ones that actually do harm 
in the sense that they portray the devil as a good guy or they or a sympathetic figure or that ghost hunting is fun and acceptable and not dangerous etc cetera, etc cetera. can you help us understand from your perspective how could the average person do some research to discern is this project giving me legitimate information is it not or should i just never count on hollywood for spiritual teaching yes <laughs> it's like yes to all that so basically with the movie nefarious and probably uh, the movie exorcism emily rose they're they're probably the two most accurate demonology demons spiritual warfare possession films you're probably going to see as of now uh when the movie the right came out father gary thomas who we all know us three at least uh i i asked him i said what happened to your film the book has there's nothing in the book at all in your film he goes yeah they just they gave me a, a consultant fee and and hollywood just did its thing and so i realized that hollywood is incapable of ever getting it right because by nature they're not they're they're just storytellers and they think this is the best way to tell a story and even even Chuck and Carrie, who wrote the movie Nefarious, they will they'll even tell you that sometimes, Father, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that even what Hollywood chooses is what they think is creative license is is going to enhance the story. We as professionals, or at least people who who know enough theology and church teaching, to they know that we know that like this is so theologically not correct. I mean, even in the movie Nefarious, you could probably have there was some creative license there. But not much. It was a pretty theologically correct film, and that's one of the things I did once they wrote this. Once they wrote the screenplay, I kind of like, wow, you guys really did your homework, and you guys did it really well. Uh, but I don't think, uh, Adam, when you're approached by anybody outside the, the faith-based uh, system, you're going to ever have any of your stuff ever. Uh, it's, it's never going to be theologically correct in general because mm-hmm. by by nature, Hollywood just can't get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Father. I think Exorcism of Emily Rose is the best portrayal of what possession looks like in the process of becoming possessed that I've seen in films. I was surprised at how accurate it was. And yeah, I think Nefarious, I was, I was shocked with Nefarious about how well they seem to understand the demonic perspective on the salvation story and, and the fall of the angels. It was amazing insight that they showed. Right. And they, they actually they got a lot of their information from exorcists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. So, Father, are there other projects that you're aware of that you're either working on or that might be coming up that you might be working on? I am not working on any projects right now that are like in the spiritual warfare realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say that the you know the the exorcist files by Father Carlos. I've been told. Uh, have extreme, I mean, I, I talked to some people here in Hollywood and they're like, yeah, the production value of those particular shows are really, really accurate. Uh, I believe I can tell you this now that the movie Nefarious that hopefully a lot of your listeners have seen, uh, which actually you can still see on Amazon right now for free. Uh, they're actually now going to create a first time here on, on Spirit Hill Radio. They are going to now create a Drum roll, please! A TV series. Really? Wow. Yes, they're going to create a TV series on Nefarious, and they're going to use the same psychiatrist. Uh, and I can't tell you any more details than that, but it's going to be amazing. Carrie uh, was telling me the the premise for the first uh, episode, and 
and the TV, uh, the first season, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to be a problem. I got to be involved in this thing <laughs> for sure. So wow. hopefully I'll be able to be involved with that. Yeah. So they, uh, the, the check and carry, because they're such great screenwriters, they really know how to do their homework and they know how to do like basically wordsmith their, their information to tell an excellent story, but, but also staying truthful at the same time. So it's, it, it's quite, it's quite the amazing, uh, uh, feat that they can do. It's not, not easy to do. It's tell an excellent story and remain theologically accurate. It's Hollywood has proven that they can't, they can tell some great stories, but they can't be theologically accurate like we can. When will this TV series start, Father? Do you have an idea? No, I would mm-hmm. say if, if we're lucky in 25, uh, it does take funding. Uh, but I can tell you this part that uh, Chuck and Carrie are also creating their own streaming service called Believe Plus, which should be opening up sometime in being ready by about June-ish. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be the vehicle where, where you can watch the TV series. And, you know, they're trying to get funding now. Uh, one thing that uh, Christians and believers, they love their entertainment. So we've, we're finding out that documentaries are nice. Uh, catechetical shows are nice. But entertaining stories are, are far superior. Like Jesus mm-hmm. told parables. He didn't do documentaries. And, and, right. and so we think that parables are a better way to explain a message than, than just, you know, doing a catechetical series in itself. I like catechetical series. I'm not saying anything bad about that. I'm just saying people are more inclined to support a, a, a movie and a, and a, and, or, or a TV series than they are a, a, a catechetical series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have to convince us, Father. We've seen that in ministry work that we do. Um, it's, it's when people, people want to hear a, a story, a real story. They want to, they want to, uh, try to see if they can relate to it. There's, it's, it's a way of learning that I think people can absorb very easily. And so, uh, we would agree with you on that. Father, we're going to hit the pause button in just about a minute. Uh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, okay. we'll have, we'll have the next segment of the spirit world. But uh, for our spirit sure. world listeners, you heard it here. There's going to be, in the near future, Nefarious, a TV series. How exciting is that? And we've got our special guest with this exclusive interview with Father Darren Merlino. He's talking faith and film, and he knows it because he works uh, full-time in media ministry. So we will uh, be right back on The Spirit World. Please make sure you like us on Facebook at The Spirit World Podcast. We're trying to grow the family there, and we'll keep you updated on everything. Uh, So we'll be right back. Conception is a Catholic dogma that many Protestants have a hard time accepting. They claim it shouldn't be believed because it's not found in the Bible. But I beg to differ. Recall how after the fall in Genesis 3.15, God promised to set enmity between the woman and Satan, between the woman's seed, the Messiah, and Satan's seed. This separation from Satan means the woman's not tainted by sin in any way. Moreover, woman seems to be a title for Eve in her pre-fall state, as is the case in Genesis 2.23. She isn't called Eve until after the fall in Genesis 3.20. So who's this new woman? It's the mother of the Messiah, Mary. 
So just like the first woman was created without original sin, so too the new woman, Mary, was created without original sin. That's to say, immaculately conceived. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Stand Tall is now offering advanced group coaching sessions with master coaches highly trained in life skills. Visit StandTallToday.com and register for one of our upcoming group coaching events. These virtual opportunities are designed to take you to the next level of life in your relationships, career, faith walk, and so much more. Space is limited. Hurry to StandTallToday.com and sign up for one of our advanced group coaching sessions. StandTallToday.com the spirit world continues with debbie giorgiani and adam bly we're not taking live phone calls today please email your questions to tsw at grnonline.com Okay, we are back, and uh, again, if you have a, a, a comment or question about today's broadcast, please email us, tsw at grnonline.com. We want to thank our senior producer, Tim Mott. He's doing a fine job at the controls, and he will uh, receive your emails and get them to us. Also, please uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at GRN Online. That is very important. That's where you'll get the archived uh, shows of uh, the spirit world. And we want to grow the Facebook family. But today we have our great guest, Father Darren Merlino, with us talking faith and film. And Adam, I'll let you uh, continue there. We've got so much to talk about. This is exciting. We've got an exclusive um, uh, chance to learn about this TV series of Nefarious. I know, I know Adam and Father, uh, so many of our Spirit World listeners commented about Nefarious. They really uh, uh, appreciated the film. They got a lot out of it, um, and they learned, uh, they learned a lot, which was great, and then they had questions afterwards, and it really was helpful for us to be able to continue to catechize. But Adam, I'll let you pick up where we left off. Yeah, so Father, one of the things that struck me as useful about the movie Nefarious is that I think it conveyed to people <clears throat> just how serious and kind of fraught with danger it is to be sitting in the room with the possessed person, you know, in the demonic state, uh, to be engaging in conversation or praying against them, um, it, unless you're the exorcist with proper authority, and then there's there's really not much danger there unless God allows it. But I know there's a lot of people out there in the Protestant world, and then there's people in other religious systems that they see exorcisms in the movies, and they get excited about that, and they maybe think, well, I feel like I have a calling or a gift, or, you know, my religion works well, I should be able to do this. Um, and they engage in these interactions with the demonic, and I thought that movie did a good job of showing that it's not so much the simple crude danger of, you know, this person might hit me, or they're going to say mean things to me. But it is the more kind of insidious manipulation across the conversations. And I wonder if, if um, I wonder if you agree about that, or, or had any thoughts about that, because I, I think that was one of the things that they did a really good job of conveying to the public is this is not something to casually play around with. 
which is what the paranormal TV shows are, are starting to teach people, that demons are not that serious of a, of a danger. Yeah, and that's, I, I think one of the things that I loved about the film is that I thought it did a really good job of showing the, the victimhood of the demons. Like when he starts talking about the free choice and uh, the whole demonic plan and how the demons, the whole catechetical between the, the psychiatrist and the demon, like he gave us free will, but he told us we couldn't use it. We had to follow, we had to follow, we had to follow the Lord. And so he gave us free will, but we only had one choice. It's like, he was manipulating even the truth of that, which is true. Yeah, he had one. He had one choice to follow the Lord or not, and that was what you know. Two thirds of the angels decided to do. One third decided not to do. And I thought it did a really good job of showing you even how subtle the demons are in distorting the truth. And uh, and I was like, gosh, that's really good actually. Uh, and, and it's not like either of the guys have been possessed before, but but I just thought that. I've watched the film about 11 times because I've been asked at parishes throughout the country, Texas and Arizona, to <clears throat> explain my experiences and also uh, some of the stuff that happened on the set. And the the more I watch this, like, the more I appreciate the theological genius these guys came up with of really explaining how sophisticated the language has to be to, to deceive somebody to actually think that the demons didn't know what they were doing and that they right. didn't. And they, so, I mean, they really knew what they were doing. They would say, I've even heard them say that we would still choose again to do the same thing. And they, for whatever reason, they they're actually know the truth better than most humans know the truth. Yeah. They just, they just want to lie about it. And just, and that's why truth is always, this, the sword against the demons is truth and knowledge. Yeah, just to, something that happened last week, it, it just made me think of the, what you said, just made me think of it. We were in sessions last Friday. We, we have sessions every Friday. And um, at one point, the demon turned and said, he wasn't merciful to me, which is another twist, another kind of manipulation. And um, right. this this was in a diagnostic session. It, it was uh, it wasn't a, f a full blown solemn exorcism, um, but it was a game to play the sympathy card. And right. he it was trying to kind of play the sympathy card both for the person's wife who was present. Um, he, it knew we wouldn't fall for that, but it was it was trying it anyway. Um, right. And, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just. Uh, Really good job about that aspect of it. Here's another thing, Father, if, if I could, if I could take some more time. Not only are the projects that I'm seeing in recent years, for the most part, terrible in the sense that they don't provide good information, I'm also seeing a disturbing trend of things that seem to be produced by people involved in witchcraft or Satanism that are actually promoting not just a sloppy theology, the satanic theology, you know, twisting mm. things completely around. And we've talked on the show on this show about that cartoon series that is very much, you know, the devil is a sympathetic figure that was cast out of heaven and that the holy angels mm. are, are the brutes that come down and, and they beat them up. And um, I'm wondering if, if you're seeing that because here's what I'm thinking, Father. As we've become less of a Christian culture, in terms of a background basic information and understanding that we used to have in Western civilization, 
people are more prone to these deceptions. They're more uh, likely to buy them because they, they haven't necessarily been taught in a full way the truth of things. And so, you know, Hollywood makes show after show or movie after movie or these cartoons now where the devil is a sympathetic figure. Um, and when I see it, I see some of the details of satanic theology or real witchcraft in the way they're presenting things. Um, I'm wondering if you're noticing that too, or if you have any thoughts on it. Yeah, I have actually seen it. I, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it. Uh, even when you watch like the Super Bowl or various other things, the, the, the demonic uh, symbolism and also, uh, I guess you'd say chutzpah. They, 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 they have no shame. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. And yeah. They. I think that's either either the devil's time is short, which is possible. Or it's ramping up for whatever it is, whether it's the Antichrist or whatever might be happening in the future. But um, I think that they, they always say this, and in, in, I forget who said this, where I heard this, but in movies and TV shows or whatever, the devil either looks completely moronic or really dark. Either he's not taken seriously or he's really, really a dark figure. And sometimes in TV shows, they make him look like stupid and clueless. And then he gets, then he turns on everybody and becomes off as really dark and intelligent. Yeah. And so that's how they basically, the way the devil sells himself is, oh, uh, you humans are frogs in water and I'm turning up the heat, but you don't notice it yet until it's too late. And now like, oops, now you're, now you're mine. And now you mm -hmm. believe everything I say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, let's um, let's talk about a couple other films that are coming out. I know Cabrini is 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 um, is coming out March eighth, and you've seen the film Father, so we would like to, uh, maybe another exclusive of some uh, behind the scenes of what's happening there. We hear a lot of great comments, so the reviews are coming in, and it's it's very positive. Um, but our guest today is Father Darren Merlino. He he uh, was the theological uh, consultant on the set of Nefarious, and he's in uh, full time media ministry. And we wanted to tap. Uh, into his wisdom on faith and film before you go and see some of these films. But let's back up for a minute. You had The Pope's Exorcist. I personally thought that was just a horrible um, film. I just did. Um, uh, Padre Pio, uh, the film was even worse. Uh, it was terrible. Um, it did not depict uh, accurately the, the, uh, the, the, the great saint of Padre Pio at all, in my opinion. Um, and it it was very disturbing and to just slap a saint's name on the film, you know, as we as good and faithful Catholics and very obedient Catholics, you know, we see a, a saint that we recognize and we rush to the theaters. We're like, this is so exciting. You know, we go there because we see, oh, it's pa about Padre Pio or it's about, um, uh, Father, Father Amorth or something like that. And we go, yeah, we got to go see it. And we don't do any of the background research or anything. And now we've got this in our minds, in our, in our heads. And now it sticks with us. And that's the understanding we have of this. It, what uh, you previewed, you saw Cabrini. It's getting great reviews. Can you share with us? Is it something we should spend the money, spend that movie ticket and go see? Um, would you caution us in any way? Or what do you say to that, Father? Yes. Uh, I was reading a, 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 a a review on, uh, on a very famous nun, but I don't have permission to use her name. So I was reading her review, and I was like, yeah, I, I would agree with her review, which is this. Uh, it's a movie you have to see. It's definitely beautifully shot, probably the most beautiful shot saint movie I've ever seen. However, they 
don't portray the, uh, Cabrini in a very pious light. So, like for example, the movie uh, Joan of Arc with Ingrid Bergman. It's very pious, very well written, beautifully shot. Two Oscars, three Oscars for the movie, done very very well. They make her look pious, but yet it's a crossover from secular to religious filming. And so, uh, what I love about Cabrini is show her 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 strength, but they don't really focus on the piousness of of, of how pious she was and how holy she was, that it was all natural. So some people think it's kind of a pro-feminist movie, and you could argue that. You could also argue the fact that she had to deal with some inept leadership and were giving her a hard time, which is very frustrating for her, and that's what you appreciate. But the only thing that's really lacking is her spirituality, but everything else, is, the history is pretty correct. Uh, it's, you know, it's fascinating what she did for the Italians, and other other immigrants that came to America in the 1800s and the early early 1900s, uh, I think it's 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 definitely a well done movie. It's just uh, you know the problem is that everybody is a, is a critic and everybody would love to do things differently. I just kind of wish they would have made a little bit more on the, the 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 devotional side. I think they were trying to cross over for the secular audiences. We'll see if it's, it's successful. It's done very well. Other, I mean, the acting's phenomenal. I mean, it's one of the best acting I've seen in a, in a Saint movie in a very, very, very long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the acting's are top-notch. Right. Well, Father, we're going to hit the pause button in just two minutes. And, sure. and what I understand is it's it's being released on International Women's Day, I believe. And then also uh, in the trailer, they actually have Shania Twain's um, uh, uh, song, Feel Like a, a Woman, um, which is kind of interesting. I happen to like uh, Shania Twain's music, but I think it's a little bit, you know, odd. But I, I see what you're trying to say, Father, that they're trying to cross over and to appeal to the secular side of things and, and bring, bring that audience in. Um, if it works and, and it does get people interested in, in, um, this great saint, then I think that's fabulous. Um, but if it kind of, uh, diminishes her, her saintly, um, life, then in any way, shape or form, um, I, that could be problematic. So, but we can talk about it more on the other side of the break. Adam, any quick comments sure. before we, um, hit that pause button? No, I just really appreciate Father's, uh, input on that film because I was waiting to see if I was going to see it myself. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm definitely going to go see it. I, I, I absolutely love it. I, it, it. It is partly because, Father, as you know, I am of uh, full um, uh, Sicilian descent. And so, of course, I'm going to want to yeah. see how Forget they... About it. Yeah. <laughs> and you are as well, Father, with the last name Merlino. So um, there you go. Well, we're going to go ahead. Um, and you're going to hear the music in just a bit. And when we come back, we'll talk more faith and film, what you should be seeing, what you should stay away from, what maybe you should um, uh, pass to friends as a way of evangelization. It's so, so important. So please uh, stick with us. Um, and you can always make your comments on Facebook at the Spirit World Podcast, or you can email us at tsd at grnonline.com. But when we come back, another segment with Father Darren Merlino, our special guest and friend of the spirit world. So please stay with us.
is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. It's a myth that there's a perfect way to be a parent. The reality is that every family, every couple, every child is different. But when parents work together, they can figure it out. We have 10 kids of our own, so we know this path is not an easy one. We used to think that it was our job to make our children into saints. Now we realize that it's their job to make us into saints. This parenting thing is full of dying to self, hardships that are both physical and emotional. Parenting makes you more aware of your sinfulness and weakness more than almost anything else you will ever do. But this is exactly where God wants us, so he can shower us with his mercy and love. God doesn't love us in spite of our humanity. He loves us because of it. Parenting is our path to holiness. And as we change and mature, we will be better parents. We may even become saints. To get more advice and encouragement, visit us at MessyFamilyProject.org. Have you heard about life coaching? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Coaching is one of the things Jesus did with his disciples. Whenever they were stuck, overwhelmed, or even struggling a bit, Jesus asked questions that brought clarity and hope. He then used ongoing conversations that helps them to navigate the path and completely change their lives. Just like the disciples, we too can find ourselves feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and struggling a bit. Maybe you need help in your marriage or with a parenting issue, you're navigating a loss, you want to improve your health, or advance your career. At StandTallToday.com, our experienced coaches will help you to take another look at life, renew your hope, Get past those challenges and step into living abundantly. You can find out more about coaching and schedule a free introductory call by visiting us at StandTallToday.com. Listen, life is too short to stay stuck. Contact us at StandTallToday.com. Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. We're not taking live phone calls today. Please email your questions to tsw at grnonline.com. Okay, we are back. This hour moves very quickly with our special guest, Father Darren Merlino, and we're getting some really interesting information and wisdom about faith and films. And Adam, um, just because this is radio, sometimes people are doing other things like driving or their errands or chores or something like that, and so they're kind of half listening. I just want to make sure that we're all in agreement. Um, uh, for my uh, recommendation list, I would not recommend at all the new film, Padre Pio, or the uh, Pope's Exorcist. I would not recommend those. Uh, Father Stew, I thought was interesting, although there was a lot of bad language in it, and so I would caution people about that. Um, Nefarious, I would definitely recommend. I thought it was very, very good, and 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 it, it was a, a film that we need to to uh, see to uh, better uh, form ourselves in in what's going on in the in the demonic in the demonic world. Um, now we're up to a new this new release, Cabrini, which is just coming out, and we're asking Father Darren Merlino about it. I know we want to also ask him about the Chosen and also uh, general uh, films out there and entertainment. Uh, Adam, you brought up the um, that uh, animated series on 
uh, that I think it's a has-been hotel or something of that nature in the series on Amazon Prime, which is very dangerous. Stay away from it, folks. Um, we're, we Basically, we have to be very careful because what we choose to spend our time, we are taking inside our minds, and it's it stays there. And it's very dangerous, and Adam and I are, are really um, committed to making sure that our um, uh, Catholic radio listeners really um, do their homework and understand that when they when they do sit with their families, um, this could have an, a lasting impact, good or bad. Right, Adam? Oh, for sure. And I think Thomas Aquinas, um, when he tells us about temptation and how temptation works, it makes that so clear because, you know, Thomas explains that uh, temptation is essentially the devil activating a memory that you have, kind of playing a movie of a memory and then exciting the passions along with it. So if you remember, you know, this great apple that you ate that one time and how amazing it was, and then excite your passions, you're then motivated to go find another really tasty apple. So um, putting things in your mind is is a big deal. And I think that's why, you know, I don't know which saints, because it's one of these things that's just in Catholic culture, but the phrase, guard your senses, is something that, that has been used in, in spirituality. It is really important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, Father, if we could switch gears to the chosen for a little bit. Yeah. And the, the reason I'm interested in it, well, number one, I'm interested in it for its own sake, but the other thing that's amazing about it, you mentioned earlier how Hollywood, for the most part, is anti-Christian. And big projects on Jesus, when they do get made, a number of them have had explosive success. And The Chosen was, you know, is kind of a grassroots effort that was crowdfunded, essentially, um, and has become a worldwide phenomenon. And, you know, you look at movies like Passion of the Christ, which I, I don't know all the history of the making of that film, but it's my understanding it was mostly self-funded. He, Mel Gibson may have found some funding, but it was, it was mostly self-funded because people didn't want to get behind it. And, in spite of the amazing success of projects about Jesus, Hollywood just won't get interested in making those projects, even though they'll exploit anything else to make a buck. When it comes to Jesus, that's the one thing, even though it'll, it would make money, they don't want to touch it for some reason. So that's my background on, on projects on Jesus. But I just want to say, you know, I know you can... You can always find something to nitpick and argue about theologically or some turn of phrase in a project that you don't like or, you know, the creative license where they filled in a scene that isn't in the gospel, but it could have happened. You know, you can get upset about those things. But the evangelical value of The Chosen to me is amazing. And even though you could find some small flaws in it, I think humanizing Jesus in the way that does and makes him approachable and relatable to people in a new way in this film. It has been done before, but I think it's in a new way in, sorry, TV show. I think of it as a film because I've been seeing it in the theater, and I'm going to go to the theater tomorrow night to see uh, the new release, released episodes. So do you have any thoughts on The Chosen or projects on Jesus? First of all, I was very jealous. I didn't come up with that idea. That was mm-hmm. such a brilliant. I was telling Tuck and Chuck and Carrie, I said, gosh, who, a TV series on Jesus, the life of Jesus versus, you know, the Jesus of Nazareth that came out in the 70s, which is a TV series. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, it was such a smart idea. And second was the crowdfunding. I mean, they changed, Angel Studios changed everything for good, which is good. Uh, I like the idea of a creative license. Uh, 
I like the idea. I, I haven't seen the whole series. I only saw season one. I kind of learned this new thing where I kind of wait for the series to end and I binge watch it. However, I think I'm going to have to watch the, the first four seasons now again just so I can catch up again on what the what the acting is and so forth. So I'm going to have to update my... But I remember watching, you know, the, the ideas of having Matthew be autistic. And I go, well, you can have creative license there because the scripture doesn't say either way. And mm-hmm. I'm okay with, with creative license on because I'm, 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 I'm technically now an official storyteller besides an official Christian as a priest. Or actually, uh, a professional. I'm a professional storyteller and a professional priest and a professional Christian. <laughs> so, uh, so I think that uh, some people have said that some of the geology of the Blessed Mother was incorrect. I, I, I know that's probably true of what mm-hmm. they told me, but it was so long time ago I can't speak specifically what where it is. I, and one of the things that I probably do, which you probably do, Adam, is when you watch something, you're like, oh, that's theologically incorrect. But you and I don't sit there and say, well, a minute to... At 3.45, we, we don't write things down. We just know that there was a theological uh, discrepancy there. So I think that uh, what happened was the Chosen ended up being uh, either converting people who were not believers, but also uh, uh, also preaching to the choir as well, and the choir is paying the bills. So why not mm-hmm. appease them and may help them, you know, let them enjoy uh, something like that where they pay it forward, which I thought was a brilliant idea. I think it's why Sound of Freedom did so well is they took that model and said, hey, buy some tickets for everybody else. And so I think that's what we have to start doing as Catholics. For some reason, Catholics and Christians and believers, uh, Protestants have no problem supporting films in, in, in themselves. But Catholics don't like to support each other. They don't like to spend the money for the Everyone wants our religion free. And it's like, uh, well, then you're going to lose your kids. And you're going to, if you're not going to help us, uh, uh, I, if you're not going to help us um, do this evangelization, then don't blame the church and don't blame us for not trying. And don't, I mean, that's one of the things that I, I'm starting to see is that people want to spend a nickel. You know, it's, it's not 1904 when the movies first came out, so we really need to. I mean, going back to the chosen, it's, it's definitely one of those shows that it gives us a good taste of what Jesus was like. Mm-hmm. Well, Father, but let, let's continue with the chosen. But I, I just have to slip this in because going back to Nefarious, because it's 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 such a, a great film, and now with the TV series coming out, we want to make sure we just um, ask this one question. This came in from a Spirit World listener um, a couple months ago, and I wanted to just make sure we got some um, uh, confirmation on this from you, Father, a clarification. Uh, the, a lot of our listeners were saying that the the actor that was in Nefarious should have gotten some kind of award. Was he up for any awards? Did he receive any awards because he was so phenomenal in 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 his in his uh, role? Ducky Carey, I think, applied to fill out the paperwork for an Oscar, and now we know what happened. <laughs> There's no way that okay. the Oscars were ever gonna. They, they might win some other awards that aren't Oscar level, but right. uh, they get struck carry. So they were they were gonna they knew they weren't gonna get any calls from Hollywood for that to happen. So okay. it's okay. unfortunate. I think I think Sean Patrick was the, the best performance of the year for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's what our listeners were saying as well, Father, in just a, f- a fine film that you were on. And thank you for being the consultant on set. And you had a, a small a non-speaking role, but we, we caught you in, on the film. And so you did a great job as the prison guard. That was great, Father. Yes. Uh, okay, so back to The Chosen. <laughs> um, I understand what both of you are saying, but I just want to share because I don't know how active you are on social media. I know Adam's not, not uh, active on social media at all. Um, but I just wanted to share with you that I want to make sure we cover this because once this uh, spirit world goes out there and people will pick it up and start send, uh, sending it around on social media and say, oh, every, Debbie and Adam and Father Darren are, are for the chosen and it's so it's so inaccurate in its theology about Jesus and it doesn't understand it. And when you put out these inaccuracies and start to float them around um, all, all over the place, you are you are leading people astray. I mean, it's on and on and on in, on social media. So what would you say, uh, Father, as a a, a priest that we that we know and love and trust, and you are a very solid priest. I can attest to that. So can Jerry Usher, who's known you from the very beginning. Um, what would you say to that? Because how do we, you know, I think some of us may be a little bit um, nervous to say we've watched The Chosen to some of our friends. Yeah, that's very interesting because I think I want to say St. John Paul II in his letter to artists, artists will always feel inadequate they always feel that their artwork is never perfect. So you're never going to have the perfect story, even though Jesus' life is the The Gospels are not even perfect. I mean, the Gospels don't even tell us everything. I mean, even St. Paul says uh, that, uh, that what's that line? He says, it's better to give than to receive. So we know that the oral tradition is not all in the Scriptures and the definition of, of Mary being sinless and the Immaculate Conception. I wished everything was all spelled out in the Scriptures. So... Uh, if you if you want to be entertained and and have some good historical experiences, you you have creative license is. I used to get upset too with creative license. To be honest with you, and then once I started producing stuff, I was like, oh, and watching producers, I go, I see why, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, telling a good story versus the truth. But in this case with the chosen, we don't know anything about the apostles except for what's in scripture. And whatever we can find in Eusebius and in, in the historical books and, and maybe the Book of Acts and so forth, that's about it. So there's a lot of, you know, I always want to know what the, what's the mother's name of Peter's mother's mother-in-law's name. They don't even get it. What's Peter's wife's name? And what are those kids' names? They're not even in there. Uh, some of the guys were married. Some of them weren't. Uh, so uh, are we going – we're not going to have perfect execution – in, in everybody's mind, you're also not going to have, not everybody is going to, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of, uh, be happy. There's one thing I've learned about as pastor, you can't please everybody. Mm-hmm. So how do you make TV shows and not right. and, 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 and you know, let people just complain who's going to complain and people enjoy enjoy it? Right, right. But Father, let me just ask you this before we hit the pause button one last time before with the final segment. Are we doing anything wrong? Are we sinning in any way, shape, or form by watching The Chosen? I don't think so. I don't understand if that's possible. Uh, unless they, at the very end, say, ah, I'm just kidding, Jesus is not really God, or something like that, which I tell it's going to happen. Uh, I, I don't know how there's a sin involved with that. Uh, I'm trying, if you look at the matter itself, watching a show, and it's not, it, itself it's not sinful. Is it a, is it, are they trying to deceive us on purpose? There's a priest on the, on the team, Father David Guffey, who I know. Uh, he's pretty, he's theologically pretty good. Uh, I don't know how that's a mortal sin or even a venial sin. 
because they, they kind of tell us up front that, you know what, there is some creative license here, so there's no deception. They're not, it's not like Dave Brown who did the, the Da Vinci Code said, oh, this is historical fact, and we found out later it's all historical lies. That's one thing, and that's not what's going on here. They're saying, right. we're taking some creative license, and we're not, we're not hiding that. Mm-hmm. And shouldn't we judge it also by the fruit, Father? I mean, we are seeing that yes. people are actually getting interested in Jesus, which is a beautiful yes. thing. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, I think that, um, Adam, I know you have more questions about The Chosen and other films as well and other forms of entertainment. Um, Father, we're going to have to have you back a couple times a year because you got to, we got to just uh, make sure because th- things are coming out very fast on, on yes. uh, streaming. Yes, and on the big screen and on TV and on cable, we really want to stay up to speed as as uh, Catholic Christians. So, folks, um, this will be the final segment coming up with Father Darren Merlino. He is just wonderful and an expert in this area. So please, folks, stay with us. You can email us, tsw at grnonline.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. We're trying to build the, the uh, Facebook family there, so please tell all of your friends and like us there this weekend. Would you do that for us? We really would appreciate it, and we'll be right back. Here we are at the second Sunday of Lent. Here on this second Sunday, we are given the story of the Transfiguration. And we could ask ourselves, why are we given this story of the Transfiguration year after year on the second Sunday of Lent? In order to help understand the answer, it's helpful to remember the context when this story occurred. This happened immediately after Jesus revealed to his disciples for the first time his mission to go to Jerusalem to suffer, to die, and then to rise again on the third day. And so Jesus gives to them a glimpse of what he will be like after the resurrection, the glorified state of his body. We can imagine the brilliance of himself, of his person, in this great moment of the transfiguration, and how it left such a memorable impression upon the three disciples, Peter, James, and John. But we are told that after the transfiguration, it was only a momentary vision. And so afterwards, they saw him once again as an ordinary man. And so they would interact with him once again, just as a regular human being. Jesus comes to us each and every day in ordinary ways, through our interactions with others, but also under the ordinary appearances of bread and wine. And so the challenge that I present to you today in this second week of Lent is to visit our Lord, especially in the Blessed Sacrament, under the ordinary appearances of bread, and be transfigured by Him. Two Minutes to Virtue is a production of the Catholic Diocese of Arlington, Virginia. For more information, visit their website, arlingtondiocese.org. Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. We're not taking live phone calls today. Please email your questions 
to TSW at grnonline.com. Just so uh, super excited to have this exclusive interview with Father Darren Merlino right in the middle of Lent, Adam. It's so wonderful so that we can have our spirit world listeners choose wisely when they go to the to the movie theaters or when they pick those uh, shows that they want to watch on TV or stream them. Um, uh, Father, before we uh, continue on with the questions, but this is our final segment, so we go rather quickly. Uh, we just made an executive decision on the break. Um, we're, go- we're going to open the phone lines next uh, weekend for our, our Spirit World uh, listeners. We're going to do our open forum for the month of March early because we know after, after hearing this broadcast, our listeners are going to have a lot of questions, comments. Maybe they they want to share their own testimonies of watching The Chosen or some of the films we talked about. And we can have kind of a, a, a town hall meeting, if you will, uh, uh, given that we open the phone line. So next week will be the open forum. So if you don't want to send in a comment um, by email or on social media, then just wait till next weekend for the um, monthly um Spirit World, um, where we open the phone lines and you can ask all the questions or make your comments and we'll happily answer those. But Adam, why don't you, uh, you wanted to go in a, a little bit different direction because we have just a, just about maybe seven minutes left and we want to make sure we use up that time, um, in a good way with Father Darren. Yeah, Father. So we all, all of us here, we all work in Catholic media in, in some way or another and, and in a sense have been involved in, in storytelling. If we had a blank check, Father, and you could quarterback any project that you wanted, you could tell any story that you wanted to tell, what do you think our culture needs right now? What would be a really fruitful movie or TV show or play or some form of storytelling? Well, a lot of indifference in, uh, towards the, with uh, the indifference, like the nuns, you know, the NONEs, uh, that's one aspect I would try to figure out how to create either a, a pro Jesus or anti, make people at least choose a side. That's one thing I don't want to focus on. And second is dealing with the transgender and, uh, and the homosexual question and also, uh, understanding ourselves in the eyes of God. Because when you talk to like people like transgender, they, they have a tendency to think that God made a mistake in their gender. And so how do you get to people to start thinking uh, theologically, not theologically, sorry, logically, just to think naturally and logically and, and just from a human human point of view, like, okay, you don't even need the scriptures. How do you use your brain? How do you think logically? So uh, I think that's a, a TV series, something like that. I think Joan of Arcadia. When it came out about 20 years ago, I, was, I had an interview with Joe Montagna for my TV series, The Hound of Heaven, and uh, he was on that show. And what, it's one of the things we noticed is that the, 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 the theology was brilliant and was excellent. It was the best, best show ever on how God speaks, ever. And of course, Hollywood got rid of it two years. It's mm-hmm. a business. And so it's, it's a shame now that, that that era has ended with that show, but that's what we need to do. I think we need to do something like a Joan of Arcadia, a show where you can put... God, uh, use God in, in like in a modern context where um, you can really. I, I like the idea of nefarious too, where you're preaching the gospel in reverse, in reverse as well, and you're also using theology uh, when you're discussing. Uh, I think the thing about exorcisms and spiritual warfare is you really do have to choose a side. You really can't be indifferent when it comes to either side. That's what I like about it is that you can't be indifferent. Uh, so I think nefarious would be uh, that idea would be a good show. Um, I also. 
would like to do a TV series on on on, on priests uh, and how uh, I have a, an idea. I don't want to say that loud because I want somebody to steal my idea. But I have an idea for a TV series that I would love to do. Uh, so um, uh, my thought would be that we do something like that as well. Um, mm-hmm. But you could even do um, even family stories and so forth. So. Gosh, you, you would ask that one question where I can't have it. It's like asking a, a movie buff, what's your favorite film? Uh, what movie am I right. <laughs> right, right. Adam, Adam asks those um, amazing questions, Father. Okay, we're going to run out of time, Father. So we, I, I, we like to check in with you a couple times a year, but we're going to actually have to have you back um, in the sure. near future because there's more to cover on this because there's yes. more coming out with all sorts of films. So if you can be kind of a regular uh, guest, that would be fantastic, sure. Father. Sure. We appreciate that. Sure. Um, now, Adam, I, I know uh, we want Father to uh, give all of our Spirit World listeners uh, a blessing, especially during Lent, and then uh, we'll we'll finish with some final housekeeping notes. But are there any final comments, Adam? Because we're going to be run out of time. Well, can people find Father's information on? Is it cmm one dot org? Is that right? That's Father? correct. Yeah, it's Charlie Motel Motel or or Christ Mary Mary Number One dot org. All right, so the, the digit one, one dot org, so you can one. learn more about Father's work there. And for the multimillionaire who's inspired to to give Father the blank yes. check for that project, that's where you contact him. Yes. So so yeah, you can get TV started. Series. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. That's right. That's right. Amen. And we we just expect one free ticket or two free tickets, Father. That's it. Okay, so that's Father, no yeah, that okay, <laughs> Father, can okay. you give us all a blessing during this Lenten season, please? Sure. May, may Almighty God bless you, keep you, protect you, and bring all of your listeners to eternal life. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Beautiful. Father Darren Merlino, please check out his work. He does such a fine job. He's a great leader, a great shepherd for all of us. We just absolutely love him. Father, God bless you. Blessings to you and your ministry work. Tell your whole team there in L.A. area that they're doing a great job, Father. Thank you. God bless you guys. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, Thank Father. You. That was wonderful. And folks, uh, we're going to open up the phone lines next Saturday so you can make your comments about Nefarious, um, what you heard today on The Spirit World, The Chosen, Father Stu, Padre Pio, The Pope's Exorcist, any any streaming or cable um, uh, program that's out there right now. You can make your comments next Saturday on the open forum, The Spirit World. We really want to hear from you because this is the way we learn and grow together with solid catechesis. That's what The Spirit World's all about. So we want to thank our amazing producer, Tim Mott. He did a fine job putting together this pre-recorded broadcast, but it's a new content just for you. We want to keep that new, fresh content just for you. We love the Spirit World listeners. Again, I said it like four times. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at the Spirit World Podcast. And that's it, folks. This is a wrap. Um, For Adam Bly, I'm Debbie Giorgiani. Until next Saturday. Have a beautiful and blessed week, and we'll see you real soon.